For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's going on, everybody? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. Welcome in to Topic Thunder. I'm your host today, Dylan, at Thunder Chats. Uh, I want to apologize for not having this podcast up last night. Uh, we had a little bit of mix-up, uh, some things happening, um, <coughs> we just couldn't get it up in time. So, no big deal. I'm here to bring you the recap of the Sacramento Kings. I'm sure you guys wanted, probably didn't want to listen to this last night. It was a late night. Uh, we did lose the game, 117 to 113. Probably wasn't in the mood to listen to it, so I understand it anyways. But hey, I am here to talk about it. And um, the big story behind this game was it was the turn, return of Russell Westbrook. And if you look at the box score, he didn't play terrible. Uh, he, he led the team with 29 points. He had 13 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals, he did have four turnovers and he did have five blocks. So he was a plus four on the game. Uh, he shot 12 of 25, um, which is a little bit under 50%. And he shot four of 10 from the three point line, which was about 40%, which, you know, 40% is pretty good from the three point line. But we'll, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, he split his only two free throw attempts, which I don't love that. Like Russell Westbrook, you know, we know who he is. He's phenomenal basketball player he's a fiery personality and he's aggressive in everything he does so the fact that he only had two free throws it's kind of a travesty for the game to be completely honest with you so hopefully um that it, that starts turning upward as we get into these next few games and into the season but yeah that was the big story coming back and i gotta tell you <laughs> In the first half, you could really see the rust on Russell Westbrook. Um, I think it was Brett Dawson. He said more like Russell Westbrook, am I right? <sighs> yeah, deep sigh on that one. Roll, I, ugh, roll your eyes there. But yeah, yeah I mean, he, he was looking for a shot early, and his shot just wasn't falling. I, I, I mean, he shot an abnormal amount of three-pointers in the first half. And none of them were great shots. Uh, and whenever he drove into the lane, whenever he attacked the rim, uh, he actually finished pretty good at the rim. I know there was a couple he missed, obviously, but in comparison from the rim and his jump shot, like it was night and day. So that is something that will shore up as he plays more games, as he shakes the rest off, gets back into the flow of the game. And I, I don't think that's any issue for us. 
Now, a lot of people are concerned about the amount of threes he took. Like I said, he shot 10 threes. Um, <laughs> faced only by Paul George with 14 threes, which we'll get into that in a second. Um, and that's that's not a great number. Um, if you've been following me since my solo Thunder Chast days, I said the sweet spot for Russell Westbrook is two to three threes. Like, if you can settle in on shooting two to three threes a game, I think that's perfect. That's enough to keep the defense honest. If you make it, you make it. Now, if you're on fire, you know, like, let's say, for lack of a better example, the All-Star game a couple years ago, you hit four straight threes. If you're on fire, I don't care if you shoot five or six threes. But if your shot's clearly off, two to three threes, I think that's the sweet spot for Russell Westbrook in terms of shooting the ball. Um, so hopefully he can shore that up. Um, like I said, against the Boston Celtics, <clears throat> you recall, that was one of the games I actually tweeted that this is one of the first games I can honestly say Russell Westbrook shot us out of. I got a lot of flack from that because, you know, everybody loves saying Russell Westbrook shoots us out of all these games. But that game, Paul George on the way he was on, Westbrook's shot as off as it was, and he just, you know, literally just chucking threes up, that was entirely different. And, you know, he in the locker room, he said, you know, this was on me. I'm going to fix it. It's not going to happen again. And to his credit, it didn't happen again. He wasn't chucking shots up. You know, he might take the occasional three here and there to keep the defense honest. But I think the game immediately after the Celtics game, he didn't even shoot a three. Now, I'm not going to say he's not going to shoot a single three against the Warriors. I'd be, <clears throat> I'd be stupid to think so. But I do think he is going to rein it back a little bit and, you know, kind of work on, you know, getting a shot back and getting a slow for the game. It was great to see him out there. Like I said, you know, on the box score, he looked good. He looked as athletic as ever. It didn't really look like the ankle was bothering him. Uh, he did go up and foul somebody, I think, in the third quarter. And he seemed to be favoring his ankle a little bit, but he seemed to shake it off. We haven't heard anything else about it, so... Nothing to be concerned about. It's been a lot of time talking about Russell Westbrook, but, uh, you know, while Russell Westbrook returned, well, you were missing some folks. Obviously, Ferguson, he missed the last game due to personal reasons. We have no clarity at all about what's going on there. Ferg's social media is wiped, and the team is keeping us in the dark. There's speculation that his wife is too giving birth to, or not his wife, his fiance is too giving birth to their child. But nobody can confirm or deny that report because we just don't know what the timetable was of her pregnancy. So we're still speculating on what's going on with Ferg. And honestly, we could have used Ferg tonight. Now, I'll get to that here in a little bit. Um, Alex Abrinas, who has been battling illness, <coughs> did not play in this game. He did shoot around. They wanted to see um, how he would feel going in this game. So he had to shoot around. He had the warm-up. And they decided after reevaluation that he needed to sit. And the news around the team is Alex Abrinas actually got one of his teammates sick. That's right, Nerwin's Noel was out tonight due to illness. And uh, the word on the street is Alex Abrinas actually got him sick. So that sucks. Uh, my boy MJ in uh, our game day group chat, he said that Alex Abrinas is the reason we lost this game because he got Nerwin's Noel sick. So kind of funny but no Nerwin's Noel was definitely missed tonight um you know you think back to the Utah Jazz series where we didn't have a backup center 
and Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert, whoever it was, just tormented Patrick Patterson, Jeremy Grant, whenever Adams came off the floor due to foul trouble, due to rest, whatever it is, they just tormented him. And it was the same tonight. Um, you know, it was mainly Patrick Patterson because Jeremy Grant got the start. But whether it was Patterson, Grant, or even Burton, uh, Willie Cauley-Stein and Marvin Bagley were just having their way with the Thunder. Um, Cauley-Stein only had nine, uh, but Bagley had 15, and they combined had 27 rebounds. So they were just having their way out there, and we really missed the Rose that well. So Alex Brannis, don't get your cooties all over our teammates, bro. <laughs> all right, but... <clears throat> With those players being out, I mentioned Ferguson Miss. Hamdu Diallo got the start tonight, and I thought he played pretty phenomenal. Now, he had some lapses defensively, specifically in the first half, um, and it led to a certain Amon Jumper, you know, resident Thunder killer, Amon Jumper, to go off for 23 points in the first half. But we ultimately shored that up in the second half. I thought Hami specifically did a great job in the second half. Um, Jumper didn't score a single point second half you know they they locked that crap up so that was encouraging to see but Tommy shot perfectly man he had seven to seven two to two from deep two to two from the free throw line he had a rebound a steal two or a rebound and assist two steals not a foul i mean two fouls not a turnover and he was a plus five for the game a team high plus five 18 points by far homie's best game uh, he continues to show us night in and night out um, what he could be. He shows us something different every time he's out on the floor. You know, he kind of looked shell-shocked in the last game against the Phoenix Suns when, when he got the start because Ferguson was out. Um, but he looked anything but that tonight, and hopefully he can build on that because up to this point, it doesn't look like Ferguson's coming back uh, anytime soon. I can't even say anytime soon. We don't know when Ferguson's going to be back because we don't know what his personal reasons are. So um, hopefully Hami can continue that level of play as we go into the Warriors, Hornets, and Nuggets game coming up. All right, and then as far as Steven Adams goes, uh, you know, he had a dominant night against the Suns. You know, bullied DeAndre Ayton. I think Steven Adams, or not Steven Adams, wow. Stephen Dolan calls Stephen Adams DeAndre Ayton's daddy. Uh, he was not Willie Collistein's daddy tonight. He had 11 points, 15 rebounds. Solid game uh, overall, but he was 5 of 10 from the field, which isn't efficient like we know Stephen Adams to be, and he was also 1 of 4 from the free throw line, so uh, he kind of hurt us there. Um, he did pick up a technical foul uh, in the third quarter. Russell Westbrook hard foul on Willie Collistein. Willie Collistein kind of gave him a shove. Westbrook didn't. He took exception to that shove and he got in Willie Collistein's face and Buddy Hield kind of pulled Westbrook back and Stephen Adams kind of pulled Willie Collistein back and Willie just kept pushing and so Adams started pushing him into the crowd and apparently you can't do that. <laughs> so Adams picked up a tech but he was doing so def defending his teammate and I gotta say man like you don't realize how strong Stephen Adams is until you see a grown man, like seven foot Willie Colley Stein, trying to push both arms, trying to pry Stephen Adams' arms out from around him, and he just can't do nothing about it. Adams is the unmovable tree. Like, 
no, like Willie wasn't moving him, so Adams is really strong. That, that's what I have to say there. Kind of touched on this earlier about how these guys were dominated, uh, but Jeremy Grant, you know, he had been so good for us. He's been so good for us in this uh, 10 of 11 game stretch. Um, but he had eight points tonight, one rebound. He did have a block. He had a turnover and a personal foul. Shot three and nine from the field. So, you know, Jeremy Grant has been doing a really good job of finishing around the rim. He did not do that tonight. He had also been shooting 40% from the three-point line ever since being inserted in the starting lineup, but he did not attempt a single three. He did have two or two from the free throw line, so woo. <laughs> but he was a negative 21 on the game. And a lot of that has to do with Marvin Bagley. Nemanja Belitza, who had 12 points, 8 rebounds. He hit 5 of 6 from the field, 2 of 3 from 3. You know, these are the guys that Jeremy Grant was guarding. And he he lost his matchup head and shoulders. So, definitely need to see more out of Grant. But Patterson didn't do much better, actually. He pretty much did worse. Um, he was 0 of 5 from the field. All 5 were 3s. All 5 were pretty good looks. Um, it would have been nice to see him hit those, obviously. That would have changed the game a little bit. <clears throat> but I see so many people coming at Patrick Patterson. J- just chill. <laughs> Players are going to miss their shots. It doesn't matter how open they are. Patterson is still one of the most intelligent players on this team. He has one of the highest basketball IQs. He makes some of the qu- quickest decisions. And he's a floor spacer out there. He plays adequate defense. He's just not a backup five. <clears throat> he's not a backup five. And, I mean, he's not a five, period, is what I mean to say. Like, he's a four, and was matched up against guys like Marvin Bagley, like uh, Willie Cauley-Stein or Nemanja Bielitsa. He's going to lose that matchup. And, I mean, that's nothing that he can do about it. So, let's just pump the brakes on Patrick Patterson, all right? Uh, he's going he's gonna to be all right. I saw somebody say that they'd rather have Marquise Morris than Patrick Patterson. Markeith Morris is shooting 34%. Patterson is shooting 34.6% from deep. So, granted, that's 0.6%, but you get the point. Markeith Morris isn't so much better than Patrick Patterson. Like, Sleeve Malone is going to be all right, all right? <clears throat> now, going to the bench, somebody I was really impressed with was Timothy Uwawu Cabrera. Uh, he was 5 of 8, 1 of 3 from deep. Did miss his one free throw attempt. But, yeah, five rebounds, two assists, and a steal in uh, 24 minutes of action. Good for 11 points and a plus three and a plus minus. Tim was great finishing around the rim. I think he had, he came in in the second quarter, and I know he missed one look, but I think he made his next four at the rim. Uh, He's really good at finishing. Um, In the third quarter, the Kings were kind of pushing, and... He drove in, took contact, finished the layup. <clears throat> he was hype. I think at that point we cut it to like four, two, maybe tied it. I can't remember exactly. It was late. And I'm not going to lie. I was nodding in and out. I was tired. <clears throat> but he was very excited. He was playing with passion, playing with emotion. TV timeout comes back in, and he misses the free throw. So that wasn't great. <clears throat> he also had a three-pointer bang off the side of the backboard. So that's not great. For the uh, for the old confidence there, <laughs> his name's not Timothy Wawu. Confidence. All right, I'll see myself out. 
<clears throat> but no, I mean, like we've said, his shot has looked great. Um, it's just not going in. And, you know, unlike Patrick Patterson, I'm saying Patterson's shot will go in because we know Patterson can shoot. We don't know TLC can shoot, all right? You know, he's out there, he's open, it looks good, but it's not dropping. So, I think TLC is he's a great cutter. He's great at finishing around the rim. I think we need to start utilizing him more like that instead of a three-point shooter because at this point, I just don't know if he is. Now, he did hit one of three. A whoop. He made a three. Awesome. Um, but until he shows more consistency at that shot, I think he's more of just a cutter, more of a slasher, and I think he's effective in that role. I, think, I thought he played solid defense as well, so... Yeah, kudos to TLC. Now I got a uh, Ray Felton played six minutes, and I just gotta say, he he didn't hurt us. He made a three. That was his only shot. He had two rebounds, one assist, no turnovers, no fouls. Wasn't great defensively. He was a negative three, but hey, he had three points in six minutes of action. So hey, Ray Felton, good job. You enjoy your big knack, courtesy of Noel. All right, and then Deontay Burton, seven minutes of action, 0 of 2. He had one rebound. He had a foul, and he was a negative one. Guys, I know you all love Deontay Burton, and I see it. You know, I see he's got great athleticism. Um, he's fun to watch, and he's a big body. That's all well and good, but every time he goes out on the floor, I don't know, man. There's something about it there's some games, you know, he'll have these big explosive plays, and then he'll make a boneheaded mistake. And then a big explosive play, boneheaded mistake. These past couple games, it's been a lot of boneheaded mistakes. Um, tonight, he just looked lost out there defensively. Like, there was one play where Bagley got on the back door, got behind Patterson, and Burton was supposed to switch on him. And they showed in the replay, you know, the little slow motion. And Burton just looked lost. He didn't know if he was supposed to stay on his man, rotate over. Like, you could just see the confusion and the panic in his face. Um, now, it's important to note, this guy is a G League player. He's a two-way two player. Does he have some skills? Yeah. Does he have something? Can it be polished, developed? Absolutely. So, I, I'm not sitting over here trying to crap on Deontay Burton. I'm just saying, you know, the guy looks shell-shocked out there. So, let's, let's pump the brakes on the Burton train, all right? <clears throat> and lastly, the two guys that have really been putting on for us, Dennis Schroeder and Paul George, they just didn't do that tonight, or last night, man. Schroeder was 3-17, of 6 from deep, falling in line with the rest of the team in terms of just bricking threes. Uh, he had five rebounds, five assists, one steal, but he had four turnovers to his five assists. Not great. Four fouls, not great. Um, and he finished with six points. And, you know, let, let, let's call it what it is. You know, Schroeder is a starting level, starting level point guard. And how he's been playing is based off of his minutes. And I think that does a lot for his confidence, you know, being able to start and being able to play so well starting alongside PG and Adams. When he, push, when he gets pushed back to that six-man role, you know, he, he does good. You know, we have evidence of him doing good in that six-man role um, in the one stretch whenever Westbrook was healthy. But those first couple games, it was hard for Dennis to shift back into that six-man mindset because he was a starter for those four games. And he's been a starter for, you know, about six games now. 
um, since Westbrook's injury. So it's going to take some time for him to get reacclimated, but he was definitely kind of forcing a shot, the 317. Um, I definitely think he's going to shore that up. So I don't think there's much to be worried about Schroeder. I think he'll be better. Um, you know, we just uh, just take this L move on. <laughs> All right, Paul George, man. He was 9 of 24, 4 of 14 from deep. He had five, all five free throws, nine rebounds, three assists, one block, three turnovers, and four fouls. 27 points. So, second on the team in points. But the smooth Paul George, the guy that was just knocking down shots left and right, whether it be on the fadeaway in the mid range, three pointer at the rim, off the Euro, spreading the ball out, Paul George, he was not better tonight. And we needed him bad way especially early whenever you could see Russ clearly had some rust on him it would have been nice to see Paul hit a couple of the shots that he was set up for and he just didn't have tonight like I said with Patterson you know that's okay NBA players aren't going to have it every night they're not robots they're not machines are they exceptionally good absolutely but are they human yes so just chill out Paul George I thought he played really solid defense on Buddy Heald and the stretches that he was guarding him. Obviously, Buddy had 25 points. He shot 5 of 10 from deep, 9 of 18 from the field. Buddy Heald was pretty much phenomenal for this game. But three of those threes he got in transition uh, with Burton or Diallo or TLC supposed to guard him in transition. And, you know, I, I said this to somebody else. Buddy Heald's a great player. And he he worked to find those holes in our defense and to exploit them. And he did just that, so he deserves those threes. Um, but I think whenever Paul George was checking him, he did a great job. We've seen Paul George be a great defender, specifically on Devin Booker and some other players around the league. So can't knock him defensively, but would have been great to see that shot fall. And, I mean, to his defense, nobody in the team shot well. We shot 41.7% from the field, 29.3% from three. That won't do. That will not do, big. And 68.8% from the free throw line. So, it, like I said earlier in the season, it looks a lot better when the shot is going in. Um, obviously, it just wasn't going in tonight. We only lost by four to a good Kings team. First game of Russell Westbrook being back from injury, missing three pivotal guys in our rotation, and Alex Abrina, starter Terrence Ferguson, and super important backup big man Nermos Noel. So we had a lot working against us. This was the writing was on a wall for this to be a loss. But with all that being said, we still had a chance to win. Down four with about a minute left. Rush drove in. He had a man beat. Could have took the layup, and he kicked it to Dennis Schroeder in the corner. Who was open? It was open. Not the corner. The wing. Who was open? And, you know, Schroeder, since he's been on the Thunder, has been great at spot of shooting. Like, I don't have his percentages, but he's been great at spot of shooting. So, it was a good shot. But, tonight, where Schroeder shot 0 of 6 from deep, wasn't a great shot. I, I really wish Russ would have drove in. He had the layup. He had his man beat. Then we would have been down two. Around a minute left. Could have got a quick foul. Um, Try to get a steal. You know, there, there was a lot that we could have done. Other than that shooter three. 
but I understand why we did it. You know, players and coaches alike kind of overreact in closing minutes. Like, you don't need a three every time. You can get a quick two if it's the best shot, then try to get the ball back or try to foul and, you know, live with that consequence because obviously three-pointers are harder to, harder to make than twos. So <laughs> I would have liked to see Russ take that way up, but I understand. Um, anyways, uh, Bagley got fouled. He split the free throws. Paul George comes down. He hits a three. Um, I think they go down, and we foul De'Aaron Fox. He makes both free throws. I think at that point they are up by six. No, they're up by seven. I apologize. Up by seven, Paul George comes down, makes a three. No, I lied. I'm sorry. I had my time on all that stuff. All right. The last three Paul George hit, he hit two of them in the closing minutes. The last three he hit put us down two. In the inbound, it got to Fox. We fouled Fox. Fox made both free throws. That was a ball game. Um, there was a technical there where Paul George hit a free throw. De'Aaron Fox was jawing with Russell Westbrook. It's kind of weird he got technical, honestly, at that stage of the game. Uh, I guess he must have said something pretty nasty. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it didn't prove to help us out. And as good as Paul George was in that final minute, like I said, he was off for the whole game. So this is a game we just kind of want to push away, pretend it didn't happen, <laughs> and move on to the Warriors game. You know, the Warriors, it's a very winnable game. Uh, there's some drama going on there. Curry's out. Hopefully we can get our guys back and pick up the W there. Now, with all that being said, I don't really have a player of the game in this one. You can argue Russell Westbrook uh, in terms of his uh, box score. You know, it looks okay, like I said. 29-13-7, three steals. 40% from deep, about 48% from the field. So it doesn't look terrible. But you could just see the rest, like, literally coming off of Russell. So... I can't give him player of the game. You give homie dude Diallo player of the game. 18 points, seven field goals, or seven to seven from field goals. Um, two to two from deep, two to two from the free throw line. His impact was definitely felt, but they didn't play him in closing minutes. I don't know. You know what? Rick it. I'm gonna give homie dude Diallo player of the game. Do I get anything? Do I win? <laughs> Do I get I a bonus? <laughs> I'll be sick. No, it's just, I don't know. Seems dumb. It does. I mean, dude, you shoot perfect from the field, especially when you're not a starter, and you come out there and you start against a, a good team in the Kings, and, you know, you get cooked by Schumpert in the first half. To respond by shooting perfectly and you're playing good defense throughout the rest of the you know, second half. I, I got to give kudos to Hami, and I'm very proud of Hami. I'm, you know, as you guys know, I'm a huge UK fan, so Hami's BBN, Big Blue Nation family. So I've been rooting for him ever since then, you know, just because of that. But as a member of the Thunder, man, the leaps and steps that he's been taking, I'm super impressed with. You know, like I said, he shows us something different every game, shows us something more. Um, and it goes back to that interview that we had at the beginning of the season with Brady Trantham. Hamdu Diallo is just a little bit better than the last time you saw him. Every time you see him. So, congrats Hamdu Diallo for winning player of the game. Uh, no, you do not get a bonus on your check. I'm sorry, you'll just have to settle for your rookie contract. 
But guys, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, there wasn't really a unit that impressed me, <laughs> so I can't do a most impressive unit. Um, you know, a little forecast for the Warriors game. It's a really late game. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm mad how late it is. It's 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, darn those West Coasters. If you're on the West Coast, I'm sorry, but we all hate you for your game times. <laughs> um, you know, Thanksgiving is the next day, so most of us will probably be able to watch it. I'm going to be able to watch it. So, excited to watch that game. Uh, I touched on this a little bit in a live I did on Twitter. Um, you know, the big talk around this game is that, and these teams, is that the rivalry is kind of dead. Like, you know, the KD rest thing is kind of tired and it's it's not there anymore. I hope that's not the case. Um, and I can see it not being the case. Like Alex said in our weekly this past week, you know, one thing that could bring teammates together is a common enemy. And a common enemy of Russ West or of Kevin Durant and Draymond Green is Russell Westbrook and the Oklahoma City Thunder. So all that drama going on in the Warriors camp, you know, they've lost three straight, they've lost uh, four out of the last five um, they're actually right ahead of us in the standings. I think they are fourth. Yeah, they're fourth and we're fifth right now. So all that could be forgotten, you know, when they see Russell Westbrook across from them. Now, we don't know if Draymond's going to play. Um, we know Curry's out for this game. And we don't know if Ferg, Noel, or Brinus will be back. Um, Jeremy Grant also, I think he took a spill. He has a contusion on his hip or knee. I'm not 100% sure. We'll try to keep you updated on that on Twitter. Um, so he might miss this game. And, you know, if we go into this game unhealthy and we lose it, you know, what what can you do? What can you expect? I mean, if you're not 100%, it's going to be hard to win games, specifically against a team against the caliber, or the caliber of Golden State Warriors. So, uh, just... You know, remember that as we go into this game. It's not Fire Billy Donovan just because he's missing half of his roster. <laughs> Alright, but it's going to be a good game. I'm excited to watch it. And, you know, it's always fun to watch these two teams match up. I predicted the Thunder win. Standing by that, I think, you know, we kind of shake off this ugly performance against the Kings. Um, if there's one thing we know about this team is that they show up against the Warriors. So... Let's hope they do that um, tomorrow night. But, guys, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and put this to a close. I want to thank you guys for listening. I want you guys to follow us at OKC Topic Thunder. Uh, we're going to try to start doing some live tweeting during the games uh, between the five of us. So, definitely want to stay tuned to that. Um, wow, I lost my train of thought completely. Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay. Um, in the weeklies, in the weekly episodes, uh, we are actually doing some live recording uh, in the fourth quarter, and uh, Stephen, Stephen Dolan, super talented, he's actually making gifts of the place that we talk about specifically, in which you can find those on our Twitter, so definitely want to follow us on Twitter. We also got something pretty big coming up, um, might not be big, but it's pretty exciting that we'll announce in this week's weekly, so stay tuned to that. I want you guys to find us at thundersintentions.com, now it's thunderbasketball.com, anywhere you listen to our podcast, or to your podcast, Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, whatever you may listen to, find us, leave us a five-star rating, a positive review, we greatly appreciate that, um, it would put a smile on our face after this loss and ahead of Thanksgiving, so yeah, with all that being said, 
on behalf of myself at Thunder Chats. Let you guys have a great night. Or a great day. Sorry. Great day. God bless. And uh, yeah, thunder up. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.